It's just a few hours away from the weekend. And to get you in the weekend frame of mind, we've got some brand new rock from a band out of West Virginia known as Six Hours for a Lifetime. And, you know, I think not only are we going to listen to some good music and get to meet this band, but I think we're going to be doing some diving into some spiritual math. So to find out about that, you got to stick around, honey. Hey, hey, thank you for joining the Raven's Heart live stream this evening. Before I bring these three handsome fellows on that are six hours for a lifetime, if you're joining us for the first time, go ahead and subscribe and like us on YouTube and go ahead and share this like crazy because it's going to help these guys out. It helps us out. And you know what? If you're watching on YouTube live as well, the Super Chat is engaged and you can go ahead and show your financial support to Raven's Heart and Lithos Cry through the Super Chat. Or if you're watching us on Facebook Live tonight, you can go ahead and send us some stars. We just monetized on Facebook Live last night as well. So we're really excited about what God is doing here with us this evening. And wow, look at these guys that I've got up on the screen here. I've got six hours for a lifetime with me out of West Virginia. Gentlemen, welcome to the Raven's Heart live stream. Hey, how you doing? Thanks Thank for having us. Yes, sir. It's so good to have you guys here. I'm going to arrange it so they can see you a little bit more than there we go. Look at that. Look at those. Look at those faces. For those of you that, that are listening on the audio podcast around the world, I've got three handsome fellows here and go, starting up at the top with Jeff. Before we dive into the music of Six Hours for a Lifetime, can you all go around and introduce yourselves and tell us what it is that you do in the band, maybe both on stage and off stage? Well, uh, I'm Jeff, um, I'm lead vocalist uh, for the band, uh, play play rhythm guitar uh, sometimes on songs needed uh, that I need to. Uh, uh, outside the band playing, I I kindly monitor monitor the Facebook and do all the work leg work on it. So uh, that's a that's a job in itself. It's <laughs> <laughs> a full time job. Yes, it is. So I'm Jamie, and I play. Um, well, I partially play lead guitar along with Kevin, obviously, but um, Jeff and I we we've written most of the songs together that's on the album that we just released and uh outside of outside of uh recording and everything that that's about it i just slap the guitar <laughs> and you do it quite well <laughs> thank you uh my name's kevin um i play basically whatever else we have left to fill in the spots with uh do a little bit of lead here and there play rhythm guitar bass some drums i've done like the strings and stuff like that like i kind of i go through and produce and mix and and master everything for all of our songs so and that's that's the yeah that's the extent of it i handed that's why Jeff took over the face Facebook and all that stuff because 
Yeah, I didn't want that job. I'm glad he wanted to do it. That's too much. <laughs> and I forgot. I forgot. I also am, am the guy that aggravates Kevin. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you always have to have that guy and thank you for everybody who's joining us uh, in this conversation right now i've got six hours for a lifetime with us and i have to ask about the name not just to follow some cheesy format or something like that but my goodness this is a what i would consider to be a profound name six hours for a lifetime what is the biblical significance of six hours for a lifetime? What, what are we talking about here? Well, when we kick this thing off, we'll kind of bring you up to speed to how we got the name, I guess, would be a starting place. Uh, and then we'll get to the biblical side. of Okay. Our, um, so we, me and Jamie got back together back first of last year and started jamming a little bit and he had this crazy idea to start recording uh this music that we had held on for 20 years and uh so we started playing around a little bit you know and then uh started thinking about it really he kindly talked me into maybe trying it and so i said i know a guy maybe interested in you know getting involved with this and uh Kevin, of course, is who I'm talking about. And me and Kevin had got to know each other the past three or four years and had no clue either one of us played any music. And uh, so we got Kevin involved. Uh, and then we started thinking, well, if we're going to start recording this and start, you know, pushing this stuff out, then um, we got to have a name. So we tossed about names. I <laughs> It, it was that was a journey in itself it was it, it was torture and yeah we'd come up with a good name and it'd be like as soon as we we google and I, I there's a band out there that name and we was throwing this and you know going back and forth back and forth well there's a song on the album uh called one more time yep. and we was talking one night all of us and um uh, on a three-way call and uh I mentioned there's a lyric in that song one more time, six hours of pure agony. And I thought, what about six hours? Eh, we kind of, you know, throwed it around a minute. How about a day went by and uh, me and Kevin was talking on the phone and uh, he said, that six hours name, what does exactly that mean? And, and this is the biblical side. I'm going to go ahead and tie it in. Yeah. I said, um, Christ was on the the cross for six hours. The last part of the last hours of his life, he was in pure torture, pure agony. The last six hours, he was on the cross for six hours. And Kevin sat there for a second. He kindly paused and he said, six hours for a lifetime. Wow. I said, what'd you say? He said, six hours for a lifetime. He, he, his last six hours, for our lifetime, for your, you know, yours, mine, every, everybody's lifetime. So I said, that's it. Six hours for a lifetime. So we called Jamie and Jamie's got a funny story. Yeah. So I was at work <laughs> and I was so <laughs> tired of hearing all these names. Like I was over it. Like I was just going to call us, you know, the big ugly boys and, and go on. Like, <laughs> and so Jeff calls, he's like six hours for a lifetime. We just submitted our names. So, 
I was at work. I pulled off on the side of the road. I got out and kissed the ground and and prayed thanks. <laughs> and the woman in the shop across the way, I walked up to her in tears, and I was like, "I just want to thank you that we finally found our name." <laughs> it means so. No, but on a serious note, I mean, I think that the six hours for for a lifetime, I think it's such a profound notion when you when you think about what actually took place on Calvary. You know, yes. um, I think that the crucifixion, I think that, I think a lot of times we forget the, the importance of finding yourself at the foot of the cross. Yes. And I think that the six hours is a reference representation of that, you know? So. Yeah, Absolutely. So six hours for a lifetime, Christ was on the cross for the last six hours of his life and for for all mankind's lifetime. So, wow. so he changed, he traded six hours of the most horrifying, crucial pain, what he went through, you know, cru being crucified during them times, you know, for the life that we can receive now, which is full of, full of grace, full of mercy. Uh, yeah. He opens the winds of heaven, pours out blessings upon us, sometimes that we cannot contain. Yes. You know, he traded that. He gave that for us so we can have life in this life and life to come, life everlasting. So, yeah. He did. He did. You know, I find it very interesting. I, I'm a math guy, a spiritual math guy, and I want to talk about a few things. And I don't know if you did this purposely, but it all is intertwined together. And, what I love about God, one of the things that I love is that God is a math guy as well. And one of the things that I found is a lot of people who are into rock and into metal, they're math people too. So I just want to do a little bit of a breakdown of something. we got some comments that are coming in. And hey, we got Caden uh, Johnson. Thank you for joining us this evening, Caden, on YouTube Live. Thank you. Hey, and if you uh, make a comment, uh, we'll bring it up. So long as I, I really don't care what you're eating for dinner tonight, we probably won't put that up there. But uh, if it's something that you think is relevant or something that you want to talk about, we'll go ahead and take those comments. We'll give you a shout out. But the number six is the number of man. And what Jesus did on the cross was for man. That's what he did. Man was created on the sixth day of creation. That's why it's the number six. The other thing, too, is that Jesus gave up the ghost at the hour of the evening sacrifice in the temp at the temple. And according to Jewish scholars, that's three o'clock in the afternoon and three and six. Well, three plus three equals six um, or yeah, three plus three equals six. Um, so you got nine. That's nine. You know, basically the ninth hour of the day is, is three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm trying to do this in my head. I don't have it all written down. Um, but yeah, uh, it was three o'clock in the afternoon. So you're looking at about nine, the, uh, the number nine. So you have six hours you have the nine and then um you know three o'clock in the afternoon which is you know the nine and i just find it so fascinating how it's a three six and a nine relationship and the power of that mm -hmm. and you guys just released an album and you're gonna have to i, I need to know did you purposely release it on 6 30 june 30th was that on purpose or <laughs> no no no, there's a lot of this. Me and Jeff were actually discussing this a little bit last night as well. And there's a lot of there's a lot of this that has happened that has happened that we didn't plan, and it just turned out this way. 
Wow. So do the break kind of impressive. (laughs) Do the breakdown, Kevin. Yeah. Do the breakdown of the. 360 of the 360. Yeah. It, this so, is crazy. So we didn't plan this. Like it, this yeah. is just, this is, I think this was divinely appointed. <laughs> so yeah. Cause the, so the 360, the album itself, really the whole idea behind it was basically um, everything coming for full circle. Um, you yeah. know, Jeff and Jamie having what they had and writing these songs so many years ago. And us finally being able to release these songs, you know, me getting thrown into the fold and and being able to be a part of it. Um, so that's where the 360 thing came from. But then when you really sit back and look at it, um, six hours is 360 minutes. Um, whenever you, like we released it on 630, it was kind of, uh, we knew we wanted to release it somewhere between May and but before July and it ended up being six thirty was when we had everything finished. And that was the soonest date that we could go through and get everything released. So it just turned out that way. Um, Another thing, like how you were talking about um, the ninth hour with the, it talks about the third hour was whenever, you know, Christ was taken to the cross. And that is Mark 15, 25. It mentions it there. Um, Our album is 10 tracks 40 minutes long and if you take mark 15 25 add that together that's 40 itself and they're like wow. there's just it's just so much stuff that it's not to me it's no longer coincidental like it just kind of <laughs> it's impossible and i believe yeah. that mark is the only gospel that mentions and at the th- third hour they crucified him yes yeah and yeah happened to be 1525 which counts adds up to 40 and our album's 40 minutes long so wow Uh, i'm going to share something else that's going to blow your mind i'm just sitting here just uh, this just shows and and this is the thing you got all the occultists who look at numbers to give them the direction of what they're going to do and then they follow it but usually what god does is he uses the numbers to confirm what he's doing um, right. and that's the way it's always, yeah, that's the way it's always worked in my life. And you can always tie it back to scripture, not some stupid horoscope in the, in the newspaper. <laughs> but, um, this is very interesting because my wife brought this up to me the other day, we were just having a conversation and it wasn't even about this. It was about Nikola Tesla, the Croatian inventor. Mm-hmm. And he was just a mathematical genius. And yes. I mean, he, he basically invented electricity before Edison did. And he worked for Thomas Edison and Edison fired him. But in a 1931, oh, wow, I got nines and threes in there. Look at that. 1931 yeah. interview, Tesla said this. If you only knew the magnificence of the three, six and nine, then you would have a key to the universe. Nikola Tesla said that. And man, how I, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did. We just don't know. You just see three, six and nine in scripture and the whole crucifixion of Christ and eternal life is because of three, six and nine. That is, the, yeah. that is the key to the universe. Not only is Jesus the door, but he is the key to the universe. And yes, Nikola Tesla was able to see that in math. It's amazing how you can break everything down. And science, math, and when you really break it all down, there's Jesus waving there at you, like, "Hey, I'm yeah. over here." 
You know, it's, it, it's all his, you know, and you guys also too have a really cool logo and I'm going to bring that up so that everybody can see that. Uh, let me share the screen here and bring it up and see what, get the window. There it is right there. We're going to share it on the screen and there it is. Perfect. Uh, can you give us a breakdown on what this logo represents and tell us about the person who uh, created it for you? I don't see. Is it, the, is it the six four L logo? Six four L, yep. Well, the, I'll give let Kevin give the plug in here in a second. But the six is the six hours. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Now we yeah. see it. The six is the six hours. Of course, you got the four in there. Four, and if you go down and across, there's an L. Six hours for a lifetime is right there in that. Now, if you look at the cross real good, it's red. But if you look down at the bottom, it's dripping. So that rep yeah, represents, of course, the blood of Christ. Wow. It's a and beautiful we to, logo. Thank yeah, you. we wanted to try to create something that just – because Six Hours for a Lifetime is a very long name. It's a great <laughs> name, but it's, it's a lot. So we wanted to try to create – come up with something catchy and, you know, something that would catch somebody's eye. And I just um, – we – went over a few different designs and stuff. And I just kind of sent a couple of them over to um, the guy who actually done our album cover and that logo as well. His name Dan McCune. I've worked with him for, for years. Um, you guys can find him on Instagram at Cune 79 C U N E seven nine. He does great artwork. Um, but he, I just sent it over to him and he sent a couple things back in a few different designs and you know, we, we absolutely, we loved it. He done a fantastic job. So. Yep. Wow. Yeah. It is an awesome logo. And I like how you, you know, shorten the name six hours for a lifetime to six, four L. So let's get into some six, four L music. I know that there's a lot of our viewers and our listeners who've been waiting for this part to dig their teeth into some of your tracks. And the first track on your album entitled 360 is escape. What is this song about? <laughs> Ah, well, um, I wrote that song, of course, over 20 years ago in my early 20s. And uh, had, I had not been in church. I had not given my life to the Lord. He had not. I, I hadn't been in church very long serving Christ. I had it just a couple years in and uh, run into this guy and we started playing music. But when we wrote Escape, um I hate I hated that song by the way. Like we played that so really? much. Yes. Like that song drove me crazy because everybody loved it. When we played it before, it just it's a good song. It was crazy. Like everybody loved it. It was on the radio a couple of times and everybody was just ago. drawn yeah. to it. And wow. but um it's it's a it's it was just how I was. It's where I was at in time. I guess, you know, I was new in Christ. You ain't full grown when you get saved. You're still stumbling. You're crawling. Yep. You're learning to walk. And uh, sometimes you feel alone, just like the lyric said. Uh, well, on this way, I feel alone, you know. And uh, and you just cry out to God, you know, just make me strong, you know. So, because our strength comes from Him, you know. Well, more weak, He's strong. And, uh you know, and as you go on through the lyrics, you know, um, guide me both day and night. And that's not the literal day. Yeah. And it's not the literal night. 
it's the spiritual day and spiritual night. You know, sometimes it gets dark in our lives and don't know where to turn, but uh, he never leaves us. He never forsakes us. And, uh, and then gets, guide me all the way home. And home meaning not this world, not the house. It means home. Yeah. The, the city whose builder and maker is God, for in there dwelleth righteousness. And then you get into the course you know, I, you know, finally, you know, I'm, I'm crying out to God in these lyrics, you know, he all, you always, there's always that light at the end of the tunnel. If you keep pressing forward, as Paul said, I press towards the mark of the high calling that, in, that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If your eyes single, your whole body's full of light. You know, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, uh, look unto him, the author and the finish of our faith. So he is that light at the end of the tunnel. And that's the course I see a light at the end of the tunnel, bright as the noonday sun. Um, I see helps on its way. You know, I've stumbled, I fell once again, but helps are coming. Yeah. I see helps on its way and the darkness fading away, you know. And, of course, you get into the second verse. Uh, Sometimes, Lord, I'll let you down, but cleanse me from all the sin and weight. As Paul said, let's lay aside every sin, every weight that so doth easily beseed us, and let us run this race with patience, looking to Jesus, the author and the finish of our faith. Yeah. Uh, God, may I say, uh, sometimes I'll let you cleanse me from all the sin and weight. You know, with the, with lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. Shadow of death, yeah. Of course, that's David. Lead me through the valley of the shadow of death. And then once you get into the second course, the second time, of course, it repeats. And in the third time, it says, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Death leaving me. Apostle Paul said, Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? You know, uh, Christ took death for us that we might not die. You know, this natural man, though this earth and tabernacle be dissolved, you know, we've got a we've got a new body, we've got a new place. Uh, he took death that we might not taste death. Oh death, where's your sting? Oh grave, where's your victory? We have victory through Christ Jesus our Lord. And and uh death, you know, it's coming, but then all of a sudden I see a great band of angels, just like Michael disputed over the body of Moses, you know. Uh, he weren't getting that body. He weren't getting Moses, you know, and he said, Satan, the Lord rebukes thee, you know. Uh, we belong to God. He's going to send his angels just like the rich man and Lazarus. Uh, the parable, you know, uh, the Lazarus lifted his eyes up in paradise and the angels of the Lord carried him over into Abraham's bosom uh, while the rich man lifted his eyes up in torment, you know, uh, I see a great band of angels coming after me. We don't have to taste death. That's the great, that's, you know, you don't fear it. Or there's fear, there's condemnation. Perfect love casts away all fear. Fear hath torment. But no greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. I know, I'm just letting the Lord lead me here, Glenn. Go but, for it. You know, um, no greater love than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends, you know, and if you desire to be Christ's disciple, you must first deny yourself, pick up your cross daily and follow him. The more you get you out of the way, uh, the closer you get to him and uh, quench not the spirit, be filled with the spirit, 
So to the spirit, you are the spirit reap everlasting life. So to the flesh, you are the flesh reap corruption. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he reap also. So uh, there's the song. There's where I was at. There's the meaning. That's why it was written. The irony of it, as much as I hated that song years ago, it's my favorite one now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you repented. (laughs) Kevin loves it. When Kevin was doing mastering the album, he said, it's my favorite song. I said, of course it is. (laughs) It sounds great, man. Well-written song. It is. Let's take a listen. This is Escape by Six Hours for a Lifetime.
I am so sorry about that. We got cut off there a little bit, but that is, <laughs> that is escape by six hours for a lifetime. It's been about uh, a month and actually two months since I've been behind the controls. So I got the old butterfingers going on here and I promise I won't do that on the, on the live. Yeah, no worries. I was thinking, <laughs> man, he really likes that. He's going to play it twice in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I could, yeah, I was, I was telling Jeff on Sunday when I was driving to church, I listened to, I drove, drove a long way to go to church on Sunday and I listened to it on the way to church, the whole album and listened to it on the way back as well. Cool. And there's something I want to draw everybody's attention to in this song escape. And it took me to first Corinthians 10, 13, where Paul says that God's not going to allow us to endure anything that we can't handle. He's not going to give us anything that we can't handle any temptation. And he's always going to provide a way of escape. And and thinking about that, you know, you were talking a little bit earlier, Jeff, about being a babe in Christ, being young and immature and stumbling. And I remember that, okay, God's never going to give me too much that I can handle. And it was always the the big hairy lust demon as, as a male, you know, when I was in my 20s being saved. It's like, okay, there's always a way of escape. There's always a way of escape. But now that I'm a little bit older and diving into this and, and more mature in my walk with Christ, that word temptation in there really means trial, um, difficulties, te- you know, not just the temptation of sin, but the trials and the difficulties of life. And that's he always provides a way of escape from those. Can you think of anything off the top of your head from Scripture of somebody escaping from a trial or a tribulation that necessarily wasn't sin? Oh, Kevin, you got mm-hmm. one? Um, well, I mean, first one that immediately to mind is, um, I'm going to say Abraham, um, in the situation, you know, God kind of offered a way out of the trial that he was putting him through, you know, it's a clicking. we got click. Yeah. They get something clicking in the back. Not sure exactly what that is. Uh, let me see if hey. I hit that. There we go. Let me just test something. Everybody, we are live. So. Yeah, all sorts of things happen when we're when we're live. Okay, the clicking has stopped. I'm pushing all sorts of buttons I shouldn't push. We got all sorts of clicking going on. Hey, it's a live stream. That's the way that it rolls. You, you get what you get. But uh, Kevin, I, and you're talking about when Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah, right? right. And tested his faith. And mm-hmm. yeah, that that's an excellent example. Uh, I was actually taking a look at that when I was preparing for this. The Lord led me to that through an article that I was reading. And really that's what the trials and the tribulations are for. The trials that God puts us through is to test and to refine our faith in him. And God provided a way out by providing the, the lamb uh, on the uh, Mount Moriah. There's a whole bunch of them in, in scripture. And one of the things that uh, the Lord led me to is Luke chapter four, which is two escapes for Jesus The first, he escaped the temptation of Satan in the wilderness by using the word of God. That's always, man, that's like the numero uno way of escape out of any situation is the word. And then at the end of the uh, fourth chapter of the book of Luke, you read how Jesus escaped the angry mob after he preached at the uh, synagogue in Nazareth when they wanted to throw him over the hill. He just kind of, God provided that way of escape for him to get out. And uh, you see that all throughout scripture. Uh, the ways of escape. And, you know, I think one of the things that I've had to learn is that 
he provides the way of escape, but we have to be willing participants and take the way of escape. Yeah, yes. that's correct. Yeah. yeah. All too often we, uh, we decide to just kind of, you know, not do it or become a victim. We, we choose to be victims in a lot of circumstances. You know, this song, escape really down to earth i i like it i think why it resonates with people is people can relate to it and it's it's very well done where else do you draw your inspiration for your music for the lyrics besides the inspiration of holy spirit is it from um through scripture is it through personal experience is it through the experiences of others um most is most is pulled from scripture through, I guess, experiences or things that I'm going through at the time. Um, most of the time. Uh, most of the time, our, our strength comes from him. So when I'm, when I'm writing lyrics, I'm usually going, you know, most of the time I'm either going through something or I'm, the Lord showed me something and and I'm growing in that time period as I'm writing the lyrics, if that makes sense. I'm growing also I'm, um, while I'm writing some of these lyrics. Um, uh, you know, you hear a preacher, I got one finger pointing at you and three at me, you know, and same, you know, kindly sometimes when I, when I write lyrics, it's, that's the way I'm, I'm growing too. As the Lord's showing me something, you know, what he says, I tell in the ear, go shout it on the rooftop, you know. Yeah. So I guess from it's for all from him, but sure. most of the time that it's things that I'm going through. I, I know like with me it. and Jeff, like the songs that we co-wrote years ago and some new things that we're working on now, I think Jeff's knowledge of the scriptures and I don't want to exclude Kevin too, because he's just—he's a part of it now. So, uh, and, and with with him also, but Jeff's knowledge of the scriptures is so vast, like it, it blows my mind. He's literally a walking Bible. I mean, if you talk to him very much, you'll figure that out pretty quick. But when we write lyrics, a lot of times I feed off of like the direction that he's going and. I look at my life and where I've come from or something that I'm going through and I might be inspired by that. And it goes back to this preacher. He told me one time, he said, I, I, I asked him, I said, man, you really was preaching at me today. And he said, no, he said, I was preaching at myself. So he said, the best messages are given when we critique our own lives. So I think that's why it resonates. A lot of the music resonates so well with, with the public because we're all the same at the end of the day and we're all going through things. And, um, when we take the, the struggles or the victories in our lives and we put it as lyrics in these songs, it does resonate with people. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really does. It, uh, it just really strikes the heart, you know, and I like it how you have that lyric, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and how many times do we use that? And that resonates. And, you know, usually it's uh, the, the end to that statement is, that, yeah, and it's not a freight train coming my way. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, you look at it from a biblical perspective and, and God 
is what the light that is at the end of that tunnel in getting you through all these things, providing the way of escape. And it's so interesting how you say that when you write these songs, that it's God working in you and what he's doing in you that you're expressing. Uh, one of the things that I do every morning, unless something drastic happens is I sit and during my Bible study, I journal everything that, uh, that I'm studying and I've got stacks of journals and I always write you, you know, when I'm, and really that you is not for the other person. It's for me. It's yeah. the Lord speaking to me. Sure. You need to do this. You need to do that. And it just, it's like, oh, wow. And God puts me right in that place where that scripture is so applicable. That is why it's so important to read the word every day. Absolutely. God's going to give you the instructions and set, set you up for the entire rest of the day and uh, divine wisdom. And it only comes from the word of God. That's the only place it's, it's all in there. Now, this is interesting. You keep referring to 20 years ago when you started this project and you just released an album, you know, almost 30 days ago at the end of June, 20 years. What kind of journey has this been for 20 years to get to this point? Can you share with us that a little bit? Well, so I'll, I'll, I'll start. Go ahead. So I meet Jeff. I'm 16. I meet Jeff. Jeff's a little bit older than me. Um, Not much. So, <laughs> speak for yourself. <laughs> You'll see no gray here. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so I was actually working on a, a, a stereo in my pickup truck, and Jeff just happens to walk up. I, I'm just sitting beside a a buddy of mine's house and Jeff was actually there going to minister to these guys. And these guys were kind of rough, you know what I mean? So, and Jeff used to like, he, he was very bold and he would just show people the love of God, you know? So he just walks up to me. I had no idea who he was. And he said, how are you, bud? And I said, well, I'm fixing to lose my religion over this radio. And he's like, well, you shouldn't do that. So um, <laughs> long story short, we started, we, we started, you know, picking around together and, um, he, he let me hear a song that he had written and it blowed me away. And even today, if, if I'm like doing like a, like a thing at church or something where I sing and I sing a song and I get choked up, I mean, it's that good. So we started playing and, um, me being 16, I was struggling with my, my walk and I was struggling with my faith. And it got to a point to, to where I was not even sure of what I believed in or if I even believed in God. Like I, I went to a really dark, dark place. And um, through the years, you know, I found my way back, thankfully. And uh, it was put on my heart, you know, that, that me and Jeff, we started something that was pretty special all those years ago. And thankfully... Uh, we reconnected and we're sitting, you know, at least trying to finish what we started, you know, and as hard as those years was, as I, you know, as I was a young man, like I think that we, that I needed personally to go through those things to prepare me for this in the present, if that makes any sense. It's, it's like, well, the 360, it's like it come full circle. You know, we wrote, Every song on that album is 20 years old, 20 plus years old. Wow. The oldest song being Believe. 
Um, it just – we played probably three or four – about four years together, about 20 years ago when these songs was wrote. And there's more songs. There's there's more songs to be recorded yet. But um, it just wasn't the right time, I guess, the right moment. Um, the right members. The right members was in the band uh, at the time. It just wasn't – it wasn't the time. It wasn't, you know – here we are today, you know, yeah. uh, 20 years later, and Kevin's in her life now. Yeah, he, that guy. Like, he, where'd he come from, he, right? He, he's, <laughs> he is the brains of this operation. He is the yes, yeah. he is. Uh, and he yeah. has the patience of Job, I promise. And Yes, he does. <laughs> but, but kindly, you know, yeah, these songs is laid for 20 years and not touched. I mean, we, res- we did record Escape. Uh, for a radio station, we was playing a – we headlined an event, an event um, up the river from where we're from, and uh, they wanted one of our songs to play on the radio to kind of build it up, uh, upcoming event. They had four or five bands there, and we got to headline it. And uh, we re- we did re- record Escape 20 years ago, and it sounds nothing like it does now. But um, – yeah, it come 360 full circle, and I think now's now was the time that God intended. You know, he's a, yes. he, he he's Alpha and Omega. He knows everything in between too. So that's all. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. He he does, and uh, twenty years seems to be the number. And I always I call it the Genesis factor in re- relation to the band Genesis because they actually got their start in the 1960s. And didn't make it big until the 1980s. It took them about 20 years to get mm. where they needed to be. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite bands back in the 80s, them and Phil Collins when he went solo and Peter sure. Gabriel as well. I, oh, yeah. I love those guys. But um, you know, as I'm sitting here watching you, God's just showing me different things about this team that you have here. And I just want to share that for a minute. Because you said that you have the right members right now. And this is this is what I'm seeing is... Jamie, when I see you and when I hear you talk, you have the passion, the heart, the empathy um, towards the Lord. You have a really tender heart towards other people. And Jeff, you have, God's given you a gift to break and to teach the word. And you have the word of God ready on your lips and ready to speak. And Kevin, God has given you the gift of wisdom and the gift of knowledge. Those are the three things that you have that uh, have been put together. And I want to encourage you in this is that a three stranded cord is never broken and you have the right ingredients for a three stranded cord. Um, Because I'm sitting here, I'm just watching this and I'm sensing everything that's going on and just the indelible marks of God with the numbers of the way that the album, the date that the album was released, the name of the album, 360, six hours for a lifetime in Jesus. That is God's design. And I really believe that right now at this time, you are really embarking on the journey that God has set before you. This is just the beginning of it. And I really believe that he is going to use you in a way that's even going to astound yourselves. I believe that you're going to be able to touch people's lives. People are going to get saved by listening to your music. They're going to be saved because of the result of your ministry. God's really going to use that. 
because you are that three-stranded cord and you have those three perfect ingredients. You have the heart, you have the scripture knowledge, and you have the wisdom all in one band. And I'm just really excited. And just the sense that I'm getting here in listening to you and watching you and doing this interview, and I do a lot of interviews with bands and I've worked with a number of bands and I just really see that this is the beginning and just since I'm trying to put words to what it is that I'm exactly sensing is that, um, and I'm not trying to get psychic with you, but there's a certain atmosphere with you guys that's just level. Okay. That you're not about yourselves, that you're about Jesus. That that's what I'm trying to get at, that you're about yeah. Jesus. You're about the word and you're in this for the real reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we went into this and, and the whole mission behind from day one, we said, if just one person come to Christ, it just, if it was just one person, then all the hours that we put into this, all the work that we, the late night conversations, the time away from our families, all that would be paid for. It would be worth it. Just if, if, it, if one person received something from it. So you're spot on, like that's, that's our mission and that's our goal with this ministry is just to spread the love of God that from day one. And, and I'd like to increase your faith this evening and go beyond thinking just about the one to the hundreds. Yeah. yeah. God wants you to reach the hundreds well, we, we with really, what you're doing. You have the potential to do that with the sound that God has gifted you with. Um, that, that is radio quality sound. That is not just three guys in some guy, uh, you know, in, in Jeff's garage, just you know, with Garage Band trying to trying to put something together. And I want to also encourage appreciate you. that. Appreciate that. Man. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. And I want to encourage you in this as well, because of the call that you have with each other. Be ready for the trials and the tribulations with each other, with relationship. Do not let Satan come in and cut you apart. And I want you to walk away with that tonight and remember that, that he is going to come in because there's, there's an anointing on the three of you to do this. And he's going to try to come in and, and mess with that because he sees what's forming. Don't, he only gets ground. If you let him have ground, Yeah. just keep him out. And it's the word of God. God always provides that way of escape. Thank you for, Thank you for that. Yeah. 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 Thank you very much. Yes. And I want to thank the Lord for giving me the insight into that as we're, as we're doing this, we're live and anything <laughs> can happen when we're live. Um, I was not expecting to go down that rabbit hole, but uh, needed to. And no, I love it. You mind the Lord. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I love it. it is him and not me. This is his show. I am just the vessel and he gave me the personality to do it. And, uh, yeah, he gave me somewhat of a yeah, not necessarily the face for radio, but you know, a little bit better looking than that, so that I can do this on on YouTube Live. Hey, so going back to the twenty years, I want to take another one out of the archives that you wrote twenty years ago. I love this song too, because one of my favorite heroes of the faith is Elijah, and the song that we're going to feature now is entitled Elijah. What is this song about? Well, we know it's about Elijah, but what about Elijah and why is it relevant today, even though you wrote it like, you know, two decades ago? It's the story of all of us. Mm -hmm. It is the story of all of us. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, it's about Elijah. Um, it's his story, you know. 
it's kind of diving into some scriptures here. You know, like Kevin says, he just got done with the battle of the gods. You know, he's God's rained down fire from heaven. Uh, once again, God has done this, just this miracle. Um, Elijah ends up, they're killing the prophets. He flees to the mountain and he's, like I like to share, old me, old pitiful me. Yeah. He ends up on that mountain, thinks he's all alone. Ain't nobody out there fighting the fight that he's fighting, uh, seeing the things he's seeing, whatever, you know. And then God shows up. Yeah. And as you know, there was the earthquake, the fire, the wind. And he heard a small, still voice. And yes. the Lord was in that small, still voice, you know, yes. and uh, like Jesus, I stand at the door and knock your heart, that small, still voice. If you're my voice, hard and not your heart. But of course, Elijah's on the mountain, all this happens. And then second verse, it's the Lord talking to Elijah. What are you doing up here? Come on, man. You know, just like he does us all the time. Come on now. Get it together. Get up, get it together. You know, get back down, get off this mountain. Just like he told Elijah, look out, I've reserved so many prophets as not bowed down a knee to Baal. And and um, and he has to show Elijah this, but just like us, you know, he's got to show us, hey, there, there's, you know, there's still work to be done. Get off here. Let's go. Trust the one. Remember, trust me, and I'll see you through, you know, like he always does. But just like us, just like Elijah, you know, Calling fire down from heaven, you know, walking just just in the spirit and power of the, you know, of the Holy Spirit. And then all of a sudden, oh me, oh pitiful me, here we are again, you know, and forget all about what God just done for us two days ago, you right. know. Yeah. Uh, and Elijah's there, and it's just like us. And then of course Elijah come off and end up coming off the mountain in the second verse, you know, and uh, Kevin asked me this one time, you know, at a lot of the second course, rather, uh, I kind of bring, brought myself in that, you know, and then suddenly I see the fire fall down, amazement standing all around me, God's grace that he's bestowed upon me, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, there was a time period in my life also when I was writing that song when the Lord had called me to preach the gospel and and I was studying and and was going through a trial at that time, like, am I seeing things right? You know, am, am I, Lord, are you showing me this? And, and wasn't sure of, you know, you know, discerning the spirit, you know, we all have that spiritual gift. If you're a born again believer, a discerner of spirit, you know, and you're new in Christ, new called to preach the gospel. And I was having a really rough time discerning, you know, and Lord, is this what you're showing me? And then, uh, and then when you, just like he says, take no thought, no matter what to say, be not you speak, but the Holy Ghost speak for you, you know, and go preach a revival or at the home church. And I just opened my mouth and it was just, just, I was just amazed at what was going on and just so much amazement in that whole time period of my life, uh, to be honest with you, that, that God was revealing himself so much, so much. And he still does today, but, Knowing him at first, when you're your first time you meet him, and 
the first time you preach the gospel and the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, that first time, it's it's just like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And amazement standing all around me and God's grace endureth for all eternity. And that's the facts. No matter how low you get, how high you get, no matter what valley you're in, what mountain you're on, uh, it's God's grace is sufficient. Just like he told apostle Paul, when you're weak, I'm strong, you know, yes. but there's, there's Elijah in a nutshell. <laughs> that is that is so cool. This is Elijah by six hours for a lifetime, and I promise I won't mess up the play on this. Here we go.
Hey, look, I did it without uh, <laughs> rewind and all that stuff. I did it. I am back in the saddle again over here. And this is a brand new studio set up for me. I was set up down in Charleston for the past several years and had to move just a few weeks ago. Everything here was in boxes. So it's all set up and I'm just getting used to the new feel. That is a tight, tight composition. And I love how you go back and forth between the voices, the voice of God and Elijah goes back and forth. You really, really hear that. We're about running out of time. And I want to hit upon one thing. All of us here that are on this live stream tonight are a little bit um, more advanced in our walk with the Lord. Um, maybe, well, I know for myself, a little bit grayer in the hair on the sides and longer in the tooth. And a lot of people, <laughs> that guy, Jeff, over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> basically, um, you know, a lot of people, they think that Christian rock or Christian metal, that it's, hey, that's that stuff for, to get the young kids interested in Jesus and get them all jazzed up about the Lord and things like that. And it's been used that way in the past. But there's more to it than that. Jeff, Jamie, from your view as a Christian musician, What's the more in Christian rock and Christian metal than just something for the youth? And second of all, why is it important that older guys like us are involved in the Christian rock and Christian metal scene? Your thoughts on that? I, I mean, I, I think, I think that, um, I think that especially people our age, we, uh, everything, like all the music and stuff that we grew up listening to, that was such a big part of our lives. And, you know, cause we are pre cell phone and, and, you know, I never really fooled with the internet. It was all about like hanging out with your friends and, and, yeah. and jamming, you know? So I think that the music was such a, such, so ingrained in our, um, our bringing up that, uh, I think it's just, it just makes sense to offer something that it's not, it's, it's kind of a throwback, I guess, but at the same time, you know, this is what we grew up with this kind of music. And this is what every, you know, this is what we, we did. So it makes sense to me, especially for people our age, they have an avenue to enjoy that. And, and you know, you know, I listen to secular music. I, I mean, I, I, I do too. I, I, I like, I like rock music. So, but you know, to offer something that's, that's spirit, spiritually edifying, um, in this format, I guess, like, I think it's a win-win, especially for people our age, you know, Cave, and what's, um, 
we was talking about a percentage error. This is Kevin's. Kevin's got his age. Mike muted there. Kevin, you're muted on your end. There you go. Oh, nope. He's still muted on his end down there. There you are. There we are. Hey, Kevin. Hey. So, um, I believe our percentage, it was uh, like our age, which was 30, I think it was 35 to 44, something along those lines. It was 40% of our followers um, on Facebook are are in that age range. And I mean, that, that says a so lot. Of this, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's our... That's the sound that, I mean, it was written 20 years ago, influence, you know, all of us, of course, influences by nineties, grunge rock, that yeah. kind of stuff. Um, but like uh, another thing too, like as far as, cause I'm more of a, like, don't get me wrong. I love the nineties, the grunge, everything like that. And I'm also a big early two thousands kind of guy. Like that was my high school years and things like that. So that and uh going back to you know um it fitting into christian rock music and 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 christian rock being a an avenue for people to express themselves i mean i think it really falls into just your purpose and intent of the music um because a lot of music catches a bad rap you know heavy metal hard rock uh you know just uh hip-hop things like that, you know, secular music gets a negative connotation to a specific genre of music because of what people have heard with secular music. And, and really, I mean, any form of, of art, if you write a book, if you write poetry, um, music itself, I mean, any form of art, it's basically meaningless until you add substance and context to the form of art. So, you know, it's just, we're literally just playing, you know, four chords that you would play and sing a hymn to. And when we throw some distortion on it, maybe give it a little bit of an up-tempo beat. And Jeff does a phenomenal job. And I can't say that enough. He does a phenomenal job writing lyrics. Like, these songs, I mean, they, they could be what they are. But Jeff, his lyrics, how he intertwines scripture into the music it's just, it's really, he's got a gift from God that he's been blessed with. That's just absolutely amazing. So that's, that's my take on it. I mean, as far as, you know, and of course, like we said, everybody listens to secular, secular music and stuff, but what we're trying to provide the intent and the purpose of the music, you know, that it's more than just getting the youth involved in it. It's getting people our age invested yeah. in it because they, they still listen to that kind of music. And that's, mm -hmm. that's what we grew up on. But Hey, all right, here's that same kind of music. We're going to sound a little bit like Allison chains in this song yeah. or something, but we're giving you a story about the Lord. So. Yeah. That's, that's very well said. It, it's interesting. The age range, uh, when we, for the past three years when we did get revelation rock fest when we hosted that down in charleston south carolina that was about the average age of the attendees at get revelation rock fest we had very few uh youth and young people it was mostly people that are 
you know, I'm, I got to admit, I get the AARP, um, you know, invitations <laughs> in the mail. I, I have to admit that. Um, hey, but, it's, know, not, guys, it's not an age thing. It's just, it's an experience thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an experience. <laughs> totally. Hey, we totally just, experience. we remember, we remember what it, what it was like. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that I really like about your music is you're not trying to do a knockoff on Alice in Chains. You're not trying to do a knockoff on Creed or any of those. It's your own originality that incorporates those sounds and putting context to those sounds. And going back to what Kevin said, you know, about it being the basic chords that you find in a hymn. Well, let's go back and take a look at the Psalms. Most of those were written to the secular songs of Israel at the time. That's why they yeah. have that stuff that everybody skips at the beginning, such as, you know, played upon this and, you know, old, old stodgy preacher guys like, well, that was an instrument. No, it wasn't an instrument. Give me a break. You know, quit trying to make stuff up to justify yourself. And when you boil it all down, sports fans, or should I say music fans, this is the way that it goes. Rock and roll, rock music, and heavy metal if you trace its roots and go down all the way to the bottom of the tree its roots are gospel yep yep yes sir yes it is. and that is and i'm going to leave this i'm going to leave everybody with this thought tonight but we do have a comment that's coming up and i want to i want to bring this up here it's uh hey hey brian brown just pulled up your stuff on spotify kind of have a seven mary three vibe my band is that 90s hard rock vibe as well god bless y'all brian good to see you brother we haven't seen brian in a while and he's all the way out there in the great state of texas <laughs> so, <laughs> so Here's something to think about, and I'm going to pose this to musicians, and I know that there are um, secular musicians that watch what we do here, and uh, we've agitated a few of them, and we've ministered to a few of them, and it's, it's, it's all good, but all this stuff now that you see, miss you, man, let's talk soon, we will, Brian, we got to talk about some R.C. Spurl, <laughs> we're going to break that down, um, I, it's, it's becoming more prevalent today where artists, especially in, in the metal genre, well, even in the pop genre, where there's this big focus on Satan. There are some that have just gone totally off the deep end. Some that I I, I still love them, um, and I appreciated them before. You know, I, I still appreciate them. But it's like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. you, you, you've just kind of gone off the total deep end with this. And you think you're glorifying the devil with the devil's music. Well, you're acting stupid because it's not the devil's music. Uh, what you're doing came from gospel, was inspired by the Lord, and it belongs to the Lord. So you're being played as a fool, really, when you're doing that, when you're trying to give glory to Satan through something that was, that was God's. And it's time to grow up. It, yeah. it, it really is. It, it's time to grow up. And, and, and it's the same for the church as well is it's time for us to grow up on these things about music. I mean, I spent time in an independent uh, cult, is what I'll call it, was an independent fundamentalist, spirit-filled Baptist church. What a disaster that was. But the whole thing was, well, it's got this beat and this chord, and this beat attracts this demon, and this chord attracts this demon. And my goodness, I mean, you know, that's not in Scripture. No. 
<laughs> it yeah. ain't in the Bible. Nope. Um, you know, somebody made a lot of money writing those books about that, the 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 beat menace and and everything, and you know how the drums attract the demons and everything like that. Yeah, you can use it's it's the heart behind it that attracts. It's 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 the intent, as Kevin was saying. It's the context that you're putting it in, and that's my rant for the evening, Joe. <laughs> no, I mean you're you're spot on. I mean you can take you can take a cymbal or a, or a, say a snare drum, for instance. You can stand and beat that thing beat the living daylights out of it yes but until you've till you've said something that's just a beat like you're yes that has not there it hasn't it's nothing i mean it's, it's nothing it's it's nothing and you know to your comment about the symbols the high sounding symbols that are spoken of in in the book of psalms uh the high sounding symbols before jesus the son of david came and cast out demons by the word of his mouth that was used to cast out demons pre-Jesus in Israel. That's what the that's what the priesthood and the and David and Solomon was was actually probably one of the uh, most renowned exorcists. Um, that's what they use because the demons hate the high-sounding symbol. It drives mm -hmm. them crazy. Now, if you take a look at it, just one more thing before we go, and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll go. But Habakkuk. Um, his rant, his prophecy at the end of the book of Habakkuk, where it says played upon the Shiganoth. Well, I've heard it. Well, the Shiganoth was an instrument, an ancient instrument. We really don't know what it looks like, but maybe it looked like this and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you go back in the ancient rabbinical texts and a Shiganoth was actually a style of music that was a loud Dionysian rant. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. That's how the prophets prophesied. That's how Habakkuk prophesied. So, well, yeah, it's time to grow up, cool. time to become nice. biblically literate again. And Jeff, that's why I appreciate what you were sharing tonight. We've got a, we got some good music. We got biblical literacy. We got it all rolled up into one. We've got some great comments and uh, everybody that joined us tonight. Guys, how can our viewers and our listeners, how can they uh, keep up with the news of what's going on for six hours for a lifetime? Uh, just, Watch our Facebook, uh, like, uh, follow us on Facebook. That's where we're most busy at. That's just follow us on Facebook. Uh, our music's all YouTube. at YouTube. Our music's on yeah. all streaming platforms: Apple Music, Amazon, Deezer, Pandora, Spotify. Uh, Spotify. We're on all streaming platforms. Uh, follow Facebook. Oh, we keep. We try to post every day something. So uh, just check us out, like, share. Um, appreciate appreciate everybody so far. The, we kicked this first single off and last October, I think September, Elijah. We September. September. Yeah. And uh, we, from the first like and follow to where we're at now, we, we're blessed. We appreciate you. Uh, thankful for you. Uh, keep tuning in uh, and just keep. Keep an eye on us on Facebook. I want to give my shout out. I said I was going to give my shout out before you close here. Um, Brandon Dawson, uh, a marvelous drummer. Uh, he played the drums on the album. Uh, he plays when we when we play when we do live shows, which we're going to start hopefully firing firing a few shows up next year. Hopefully, play a whole lot. But um, that's the plan. Lord's willing. Uh, but uh, Brandon Dotson, uh, great drummer. We'll give him a shout-out. And his wife, Gina, 
who plays with us live. Uh, bass, she plays bass with us. I want to give him a shout out and thank him for everything that they do for us. And yeah, and uh, the my church, uh, my church family that uh, I pastor here at Rocky Hill. Um, I want uh, they support everything I do. Uh, love love my church family and they they support uh just like here tonight we're, me and jamie's at the church uh yeah. and uh we okay. practice here um and so i i'm pretty i'm appreciative of them too so nice. i want to give him a shout out thank you guys thank you so much and um for our viewers and our listeners we're going to be back next week at um 8 30 p.m eastern time a little bit later about 30 minutes and we've got our friends from Divine Martyr coming back. They are just tearing it up, uh, Divine Martyr. And they just released a cover song of a Lauren Daigle release. So, and they've done it metal style. So we're going to check that <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Divine Martyr, I'll tell you what, they are, they are so much fun to talk to and, there's going to be a lot more people because they're, they're a bit bigger and uh, it's going to be fun talking to them. We've got them coming up at 830 and um, in the next couple of weeks, we've got some surprises coming up as well. I've got some confirmed guests that I'm really excited about. As you know, I just moved here to the Columbia area of South Carolina. That's where we're at. We moved re relocated from Charleston to Columbia. And I have some Christian music coming right from homegrown from Columbia already that we're going to be featuring. Uh, with a friend of mine, Joshua Ross. And then when we get to the end of August, Alyssa is going to be joining us again. And we're going to be having a very deep discussion about some spiritual matters. It's going to be a very different edition, but I can guarantee you this. It's going to be out of this world. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. And if you just hold on while I close everybody out, we'll be good to go. And until next week at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, peace out. And rock on. Lithoscry.com.